0: Welcome to Big Apple School Podcast. This is Mike. And this is Ken. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about how people change through time.
1: That's a very interesting topic. Let me uh, start that by asking you whether you accept the theory that people don't change through time.
0: <laughs> uh, you asked a pretty interesting question there, mm-hmm. Ken. Um, you know... This opinion of mine fluctuates through time, oh. actually, right? So we all kind of start off with the idea. I think this is a global thing, mm. right? We were taught as children that, you know, people change. People change. That, that phrase, people change. But people change. it is it's true. You know, I don't know. I mean, as I live longer and longer, I am more inclined to say that people don't change. What makes you say that, though? That inner core. I mean, your looks will change, mm-hmm. your preferences change, definitely. Even your values might change, right? But that inner, you inner, mean, inner, inner person in you. There's like this like inner core inner personality. This inner core personality of yours. I don't know if that changes. I, I really don't know. I don't know if I, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. if that changes. Yeah, that changes or not. So, you, you sound a bit
1: philosophical to me right now because somehow. I, I I seem to understand you in a way. But then again, I got to make a stand. And my stand is, I I really think, you know, people change through time. But would you like to explain further what you mean by this? I think this is a
0: philosophical question. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, (sighs) I don't know. I mean, there's an old phrase. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, It's this fantastic documentary, Mm -hmm. right? And it's probably one of the most valuable documentaries we'll get to have in the 20th and 21st century to leave behind the next generation of humans, mm-hmm. right? And it's called The Up Series, yeah. Uh, started by a British filmmaker called Michael Aptad um, in the 60s, I believe, mm-hmm. in, in, in England, right, in Britain. And what it is, is is that it follows uh, the lives of children from the age of seven. And Michael Aptad comes back every seven years to document them, yeah? So, 7, Mm -hmm. 14, 21, 28, 35, and on and on and on. Well, guess how old the children are now? No idea. 60s. Wow. Yeah. So, they've been documented every seven years. And it shows how people, you know, change and don't change, mm-hmm. right? Um, and basically, you know, these children grow up with dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. They grow up with visions of the world should be and is, right? and how that sort of changes or stays the same mm-hmm. as they grow up. Well, this series is very important, right? Because we can leave behind the next generation. Like, let's say 500 years from now, mm-hmm. people can look at this documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Hours of footage of how people started their lives and ended their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. From start to end. There hasn't really been a documentary series like this.
1: But my question, though, is
0: how many of those children actually changed or didn't change at all? I'm going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But um, just before I get into that, right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but here's the thing. Interesting thing about the the thing. It started in Britain, Mm -hmm. but it spawned other countries, even including SSSR. Oh, there is a one. So and the children are this year is supposed to be their 35th. So the children are our age, 35 years old this year. So uh, this year is the the year that they released 35 up USSR, Mm -hmm. right? So it followed them since they were seven during the collapse of the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. and onwards and onwards. Mm -hmm. So it's been done in the USA, Japan. It's been done in Russia and in South Africa. The South African was a very tragic one because a lot of the kids died from AIDS before they reached 28. That's very sad. So... Uh, but it just shows you the state of the society. So mm-hmm. it's a good sociological kind of study of how, you know, people in our generation lived, mm-hmm. right? Well, the reason why Michael Epton in the original UK series started that um, documentary in the series, the, the original thematic, the question they were trying to answer is, do people change or not through time? And do people's circumstances change throughout time? Mm-hmm. So uh, Britain is a very class-based society, right. right? And they wanted to explore that if you're born in an upper class, do you remain in the upper class mm-hmm. when you're older? Yeah, from, ch- from childhood to old age. Right. And likewise, if you're born in the lower classes, do you stay in the lower class as an adult mm-hmm. throughout your life? And the result um, has been actually rather random. 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 So people who are in the upper become middle class, middle class mm-hmm. become, become upper class. It's kind of random. It right. really cannot be predicted that mm-hmm. way, right? So the the thematic, the the the, the tagline of the show is: mm-hmm. Show me a child at age seven, and I will show you the man. In other words, when you're seven years old, mm-hmm. your personality has already developed. That inner core has already been developed by that age. And you'll carry that with you for the rest of your life, right? And that's an old adage, that's mm-hmm. an old saying right. and Actually not from the documentary, but actually is an old Christian mm-hmm. Sort of a missionary, you know, words or something like this, right? right? So, uh, but you can kind of see mm-hmm. that the inner self of the children have not really changed Even at mm-hmm. age 50, 60 or whatever, right? They're still right. the same, right? right? The introvert who, is, who means well for the world is mm-hmm. still an introvert who yeah. means well for the world at age 50, 60. Right?
1: It, well, I, I, I see your point and yeah. I kind of agree with that, but um, because I'm also trying to assess myself, yeah. am I still the same person as I was, you know, from from seven years, 10, whatever years ago? Mm. Um, and I, all I can say is that practically I'm still the same from my inner core, the so-called inner core, but um, a lot has changed um, with my values, principles in life. Um, but I, I just want to discuss, you know, a couple of things in relation to change, because as they say, life is a constant change. I, I really agree with that because, you know, um, as you grow older, you have a lot of realizations. I used to be very idealistic when I was younger. I I thought the world was perfect, that everything can come true, but I don't want to sound very (laughs) pessimistic right now, but everything is grounded in reality. You have to understand that not every dream that you have may come true. Of course, I mean, you know, fairy tales, um, Disney films will always tell you dreams do come true, that Nothing is impossible. But then again, we live in a real world. There are bounds. There are limitations, not just, you know, your talent, but there are certain things that are not within your control that will somehow dictate how your life will be, like the society, what kind of economic system you have. Even if, say, for example, well, you mentioned about the USSR, for example. Um, Even if I'm, let's say, progressive, and I wanted certain things to be introduced, but I cannot just do it on my own. So it's not, you know, totally within my hands. So there are certain things that will really dictate how your life will change. And with that, your views as well. Um, In my case right now, I would say, um, so from being idealistic, I became, what? um, A bit optimistic. Now
0: I would say I'm realistic. Hmm, I think that's a pretty common change. Hmm, you know, I don't know how to answer that one. To be honest, like I said, it fluctuates through time. My opinion on on whether people change or not, and I just don't really. The truth is, is that. In our lives, right, mm-hmm. we rarely get to see people, the same kind of people, mm-hmm. for more than 20-30 years, right? Right? People change, come and go. The only people that are consistent in your life are probably your family, immediate family members, mm-hmm. right? Do they change through time? From my experience, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. None of them have changed since I was a child, right? Likewise. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's your answer right there. So, maybe we get to see changes in people mm-hmm. for maybe about 10 years. If they're your friends, mm-hmm. right? Maybe maybe 20 if you're lucky, if you grew up around them, mm-hmm. right? But to see that long period of change, mm-hmm. you know, we are bound by human mortality, mm-hmm. I'm afraid, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I really don't think that people change. I start to really realize mm-hmm. as I get older that people are not going to change. It's actually better off just to think that way mm-hmm. because more likely this person that you're seeing now you're probably not going to see them in 10, 20 years anyway, right. to even see the change. So, right. what's the point? So, assume that their behaviors today mm-hmm. is going to be the same next year and the year after. Or maybe we can put it this way yeah. like, we all have our individual,
1: um, I would say, uniqueness, if you can call it that, mm-hmm. um, the core that you have mentioned earlier. So, we have this inner core, but as time goes by, I guess we get to retain some of it, but the others tend to change. Because then again, our our perceptions in life are moved or, sorry, uh, shaped by society with our relationships. Because, for example, before I used to be, Mm -hmm. you know, optimistic about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we're friends today. We're going to be friends forever. But look what happened. Um, Some of my relationships, friendships uh, in particular, they ended for some reason. So it's not just about the distance, me not seeing them, but it's, you know... The difference in interests. Some of the friends that I met when I came back to the Philippines, so we gathered Mm. and we had this sort of like dinner together. And then while I was talking to each and every one, I just realized we don't have anything in common anymore. Like you're not the person that I used to know. Like, okay, so we're just cool because we're friends. But in reality, at least from my point of view, deep inside, I thought... You're, you're a different person. And the things that, you know, they're talking about now, to be honest, I I couldn't give, you know... Two shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I agree with you when you yeah. said about this inner core. Because, for example, in my case, I, yeah. I'm still very, what, um, not religious. I don't, I don't want to use that word. But let's just say, um, I still believe in God, hmm. basically. Um, I still believe in the good that each person has. Um, still a bit optimistic in a way, right. but certain things have
0: changed. It's kind of ironic. I know, who, that's why I'm, I'm kind of torn. No, with no, this. I get it, I get it. It's, it's sort of a, you know, it's a bit of a conundrum for you. But for me, it's like that whole theory about, you know, things are in constant, constant change, mm-hmm. right? That, that, the kings of that, that, uh, that philosophy are the Buddhists. Right, mm. so they believe that the, the world, universe, and everything is in constant change. Right, uh, strangely enough, mm-hmm. Buddhism also teaches non attachment. Right, so my girlfriend asked me the other day, You haven't called your mom and dad in weeks, don't you miss them? And I said, No, right, <laughs> basically, I, I think that's I, very Russian, you know, they
1: yeah. they have this uh, yeah. I don't know if you, you can call it attachment, yeah. let's yeah. just say a strong
0: connection, parental attachment, know. right? Yeah. but for me. Like I've never been attached to people. Mm-hmm. I've already always accepted. Not even your nah, parents. I've nah, I've always been accepted. I've I've always accepted the fact that, peop- that people that come things and go. Will, people will come and go. You mm-hmm. will come and go. You yeah, will change. I mean, they will change. Realize that too. Yeah. But I've always believed that, even as mm-hmm. a little child, mm-hmm. right? So for me, a new discovery, new people to meet, being mm-hmm. friends with new people, always has been the priority, mm-hmm. right? And 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 once the friendship ends, that ends too. Okay. You know, people move on. So no yeah. emotions there. No, none whatsoever. So um, are you saying that? Oh, okay, so. But I've always been like that. That okay. hasn't changed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, ironically, oh. I don't believe in on in the in the one side of Buddhism that says pe- things people change. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I believe in the non-attachment that the Buddhists preach. Do you understand? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, irony. So, for, so to me, I, I think uh, uh, you know it's. But once you accept. That basically mm. You know People come and go And all these kind of things New relationships And new friendships will form New business partnerships will form mm-hmm. Once you accept that Your life becomes so much easier Oh well Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because You're not trying to resist Change Do you understand? Right You're with it Yeah You're rolling with it Instead of against it My It's, it's just One degree shift in your head But makes your mm-hmm. life so much easier yeah. Just out of curiosity yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you see yourself? Um, do you
1: see yourself more as a I don't know Like the Realistic type or optimistic, pessimistic. I mean, you you, you know these um, oh, totally optimistic. labels.
0: Totally realistic. Mm-hmm. Totally realistic. realistic. All right, right. So for me, it's it's be practical, or go home. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I don't know. I've never really bought into any you know BS philosophies or any mm-hmm. any any lofty ideas about the world or anything like this. I just kind of saw it as it is. I, um, I'm just interested to yeah. know. But have you ever cried? <laughs> I just want to know if you have emotions. <laughs> I cannot. You know what's funny? <laughs> What my mom says What? She says to me you, you don't cry I've never seen you cry Right? You've never Like She basically says to me You're a, you're a, you're a tearless bastard <laughs> She says to me Right? It's funny because um, I think it all ha- kind of happened When I was a little kid mm-hmm. You know how Little kids If they want something Let's say you're, They're walking with the parents They see a toy Or right. something like this They go, "Oh, I want this I want this Ah, I cry I cry Until I get it Right? right? Well My parents Basically left me if I did that So mm-hmm. they just walked away What's a kid gonna do Are gonna stare, stare at toys Or follow the parents He's gonna follow oh, the parents Of right? course So I think that's kind of taught me As a kid Right Don't rely on others Right Do no. not rely on others Be independent Do not You know what I'm saying? Yeah I understand But yeah, I, yeah. I still want to I still want you to answer the question yeah. <laughs> Do you ever cry? I can't remember the last time I did Oh okay Yeah I cannot remember the last so you, time I did You're not so emotional uh, I enjoy life Okay, you just yeah, enjoy life. I just enjoy life, right? Okay. That's that's a good enough that's a good enough emotion to spend ninety five. I mean, I also enjoy life, but then yeah. again, maybe it's just my
1: personality. I'm just why cry about it? You're only gonna life. live
0: for sixty seven years, mm-hmm. you know, eighty years, ninety years at max. Why cry about it, okay. right? That's yeah. my point. It must be cool to be you. It's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's really not, right? <laughs> Something that uh, you realize as you grow up, you know. But you know what? I do have a problem with. I'll tell you what. So I have no problem with people having different philosophies about change mm-hmm. and, and basically you know through time, all these things. To each his own. This right. you know, is free life. It's your own. But I do have a little bit of a problem with this, right? In the recent years, in the mm-hmm. last ten years or so, we've seen an emergence of these weird-ass personality tests become very, very popular as little little uh, hobby gossip talk especially amongst the female crowd. Well, yeah. yeah. In, in much of the global culture, right? right? So I'll give you one case, and I really hate this with a paid hatred. trip. It's called the Maya Briggs personality test, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this test was originally designed by I believe a psychologist, or maybe a psychiatrist a mm-hmm. long time ago, mm-hmm. right? In the UN, United States. And he postulated this, he sampled tests well, comprised of his students at a university, mm. just a class. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, decades later, people have taken up this thing, this test, and described themselves, changed their relationships according to it, mm-hmm. changed their behaviors, lifestyles. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you take an introvert, extrovert, something, you know, inner, outer, and then right. you form like a four-letter abbreviation, like right. E-N-J-E. K mm-hmm. or INPF mm-hmm. right. or whatever, right? And they'll identify themselves with it. They'll say, "I'm an INPF, and mm-hmm. I don't really match well with EN whatever's, right? And therefore, you know, I tend to form my relationships around these type of personalities, mm-hmm. right? I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. You know, right. they're trying to understand themselves, mm-hmm. right? And and they've taken a vehicle to do that, mm-hmm. right? It's like a simple vehicle, they can simple fun vehicle, like a Myers Briggs test, right? Um, but the problem is, people are now identifying themselves with this. Right. Oh, so it's like they strictly identify it's a theory. with a its particular it, it is not it's just a hypothesis it's not even a theory right it hasn't even been tested mm-hmm. on, a, on a bigger scale mm-hmm. right so when it comes to a scientific point of view mm-hmm. it's lame ass actually this right. thing has not been tested mm-hmm. but for some reason marketing people have taken it up just like the Maslow's you know pyramid tri- pyramid mm-hmm. of needs
1: right whatever Maslow's
0: it's just a little it's just a little hypothesis it's never mm-hmm. been tested on a, on a big scale mm-hmm. but people take it up mm-hmm. they form you know, marketing around it Right And they preach it to other people mm-hmm. And these people Lap it up Drink it mm-hmm. And they preach to others about it Talk about it You know, revolve their as life if around it's it it's the ultimate as, as, as if this thing is like This thing kills cancer mm-hmm. This thing told me everything about What I need to know about myself mm-hmm. and, and others around me okay. And how I should structure my life
1: Right. so what
0: makes you uh, Kind of annoyed with it? I mean, what seems to be the problem? Well, you're taking something That is a hypothesis mm-hmm. And trying to apply it to reality Mm-hmm. Hypothesis, from oh, a scientific point of view, is not applicable hypothesis. to real life. Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It has to be tested mm-hmm. on a bigger sample size mm-hmm. with more statistical, um, what do you call, probability. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it's just something that really annoys me. It gets mm-hmm. my. It really gets me peeved off. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that the people are applying little, little things that people did a long time ago for, for no serious reason and mm-hmm. are trying to, you know you come up with one of the biggest philosophical questions mm-hmm. um, you know that humans get to have in their lives which is do I change? What kind of person am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Who is the other person? Mm-hmm. How should I live? Right. Right? These are questions that require deep long self-thought exactly. not rely on some hypothetical theories. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But then again you right. know I guess the reason why they still take this for individuals if we talk about you know uh, ordinary people is just They just want to have a starting point where to begin on how to understand themselves. But, um, well, personally, in my case, I don't take it seriously. So Mm -hmm. I still take some kind of a personality test just Mm -hmm. to draw some conclusions out of myself. And this is just kind of a guide, actually, but it doesn't mean that it's going to dictate how I should act or behave in society. No, it's just for me like, ah, okay. It's one of those, for example, these days we have on Facebook some games that will determine what kind of um, personality you have. But then again, when you get the result, you evaluate it from your perspective. Is this really true? No, I don't think so. Maybe this one. Yeah, sort of, kind of, but you don't. Well, personally I don't take it very seriously. It's just for me to know like, ah, okay. Okay, there might be some truth in it, but not the entire truth.
0: But how's it going to help you in your life in a practical terms?
1: Well, um it gives me an an idea on how to relate with other people knowing that I am sort of an extrovert in a way like ah, okay, so I should be um, you know, if I come across with introverts maybe i should be a little more careful to them because they might not be so convenient in talking to you know extroverts like me something like that i don't know it's just so it's helped you in the post um i'm the real world here yeah, yeah i understand not necessarily but right. it's so, sort of just um uh, a general idea of what i'm like at least from right. you know from this test but anyway but i do understand right I just do
0: I just do what I want to do Mm -hmm. I just do what I want to do What I want to say Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to Well I just rely on Statistical probability Right. Right Is that my job in this world is not to make everybody like me, mm-hmm. right? It's to find people that are going to like me. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in this world, mm-hmm. right? So if people don't like the way I do things right. or like like what I say or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll just go find other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole point of ex- being explore- is being explorer. Right. right. Is to find other people who are going to gel with you. You're I mean, very practical in that yeah, sense. I mean, why, why bother trying to adjust yourself and the world is full of people, right? I have a question for you. Go ahead. Um, What do you think, you know, what are the biggest forces that change people through time?
1: You know, uh, I've already mentioned some of them earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their relationship with other people, Mm -hmm. the economic system that Mm -hmm. they're born into. Mm -hmm. Not just the economic system, but the social, um, I don't know, system.
0: Um, Have you ever experienced it here in Russia? How... People change through time because of some social economic system? I guess
1: um, uh, that's a very difficult question and mm-hmm. a bit sensitive in a way to discuss. But what do you think?
0: Why are you a question? You coward. Look, I have seen a truckload of that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the problem is, I won't even hear Mm. So I haven't really seen People change that much But mm-hmm. I'll give you a case An example um, That documentary I was talking about You know mm. Born in the USSR Right These kids who are now mm-hmm. 35 Majority of these kids start, Started up as Idealistic optimists mm-hmm. Right and Even some of them Were actually pioneers Right Yeah Back in the day Well by the time They are about 28 Right Their perception Of the world Has completely shifted They mm. yeah, had shifted Right mm-hmm. They've By that stage They've had a child or two Right Yeah most of them And Um, Like for example There's one guy He actually lives here In Novosibirsk Mm -hmm. In the documentary He's from Kazakhstan Oh okay So Kyrgyzstan Kyrgyzstan Mm -hmm. Right And He started off as a guy Who was part of the Soviet system Mm -hmm. Right And he misses that Because Here in Novosibirsk um, Seven years ago He was working Mm -hmm. As a uh, One of those guys Who sell things at the markets Right Yeah So he was called A Mm gastrobiter, Yeah Is what they call Right Mm -hmm. And he hated that Right? So he saw how his world changed. He was, he was born into a world where everybody was equal. Mm-hmm. And then as he grew up, as that system collapsed and the socioeconomics changed, right. he had become a second-class citizen, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. A foreign worker in a place where he used to be part of his territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah? He used to be part of the union. Right. Right? So for him, you can see by the time he was 28, mm-hmm. his optimism had completely faded. Yeah, so completely faded, right? Because now he was working at the markets in cold day, minus 20, 30 degrees, selling goods, mm-hmm. doing it hard, mm-hmm. yeah, living in a small apartment, right. trying to make it through. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He felt that if he was still under the Soviet system, he'd be no different to anyone else. So right. you see, that that's the point. <laughs> well, but this is just one case, mm-hmm. right? Just one guy at the market, right? And I walk around here and mm-hmm. makes me, it makes me wonder how many people have been through similar experiences. Well, that's very unfortunate for them. Yeah, well, you know, but it's just that um, I think you're right that, that socioeconomics do influence people hugely. Yeah, of course. But then I talk to some people about it and people say politics is one thing. Mm-hmm. Socioeconomics is one thing. People are another thing. They have this attitude here. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, no, it's not. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. It's It is completely, you are influenced by that completely in and out, inside and out. Your right. life will change. Your, everything will change around you According mm. to that Right For me I had an experience here I had an experience here um, uh, Basically I went to a North Korean restaurant Here Is North there, Korean? There's an, there an actual North Korean restaurant here. North There was Korea? I'm not sure if it's there anymore But when I first arrived here And there were all these people mm-hmm. Right these, these North Koreans mm-hmm. Right And They were basically They looked poor manu- Nutrition They were small They were skinny They right. all had You know Like a uh, like they've they've received so much sun from working in the fields, mm. right? They obviously want the Pyongyang elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so that that country has a system like Moscow, where Moscow was the place where the elites lived. Right. And everybody lived kind of on the outskirts of that, mm-hmm. right? So these guys want the elites. They were kind of the, the village kids who mm-hmm. were sent to Russia to work as foreign laborers, mm-hmm. right? And I looked at them and I just kind of thought, Jesus Christ, these guys look we're so we're we're yeah. we're we. um, but, they're still in that condition? Yes. I mean, when you saw them, yes, yes, yes. how they, would that be? They look like my grandparents, the mm-hmm. post-war generation, mm-hmm. the, the, the generation that didn't get to eat, mm-hmm. the generation that, that lived in sort of bleak times. Mm-hmm. They just felt like, and they looked stressed. They looked afraid. They looked mm-hmm. totally different to the modern South Korean kids mm-hmm. that I grew up around.
1: Wait, yeah. what made you um, yeah. draw the conclusion that they were North Koreans? is, is, it's is a North Korean
0: a, restaurant. Uh, yeah, well, with North Korean flags and Victory Day marches on the okay, TV screens, okay, right? Well, so this is a government-owned restaurant. So well, in North Korea, they still they they don't, have the have, they no, don't have private... They don't have private property. It's not a private business. It's okay. run by the government, okay. right? So what I realized is that the only difference between these people and I... or mm-hmm. the fact that I was born maybe 70 kilometers away from them. So I was only 50 kilometers away from the North Korean border. Mm-hmm. You have to understand. So because of that... I was born into a different socioeconomic system. Mm -hmm. The one that was filled with optimism. And therefore you have a different mentality. Completely different life. I came here as a tourist. They came here as foreign workers. Right. Yeah. Receiving whatever, you know, measly salary that they receive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To send back home. Mm -hmm. Completely different situation. Mm -hmm. But only born a few kilometers away. Right. So that tells me how, you know, it was just looking at me in the face. How these socioeconomic political situations... Completely shape the destinies of people.
1: And that makes a huge difference. It makes a huge
0: difference. And you just really cannot be in denial to mm-hmm. say that it doesn't... You know, that's just government. This is us. We're individuals. It doesn't right. affect us. Mm-hmm. That's putting your head in the sand mentality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But, you know, uh, I mean, so like, for example, your country, Philippines, at the moment, is going through some forces of change, right? Right. To entertain power and mm-hmm. whatnot. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: You know... Um- <laughs> for the longest time, we have been, um, I would say, very, um, hmm, 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 hmm. I'm trying to to be careful here. (laughs) You never know if there are Filipinos listening out there. But all I'm going to say is, um, I'm glad that we have such a leader who's strong, who's Mm. iron-fisted, because Mm. we used to have, I would say, half-hearted leaders Mm. who were not that um, you know, strict when it comes to um, implementing the rules, hmm. but right now we have uh, I would say a president who you know um, he's not he's the type of leader who's like no b s he 's not just talk yeah. he 's all about actions yeah. he may not be very diplomatic in the way he expresses himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. he says it exactly the way it should be said, which yeah. I appreciate, yeah. but not a lot of people actually uh, agree to that because it's just not very nice but Um, Well, right now, I would say that the country, I guess, is moving to a different direction in terms of politics. We tend to be a little, what? um, It's hard to, you know, say some
0: words that, because I I don't want to sound like... Let's mm -hmm. talk about the street level here. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about the the upstairs, Mm -hmm. right? Let's talk about the downstairs here, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about how it changes people. How is it changing people? Because this guy has been around for like three, four years now, right? Mm -hmm. In power. So he's instituted some really diehard policies Mm -hmm. against certain things, Mm -hmm. right? How's it changing people on the streets? You know,
1: um, I I think we have become less liberal in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say less tolerant, but I guess we're going in that direction. Because Mm -hmm. we tend to have a bit of an extreme view now. Um, Towards what? With, uh, I, I hate to talk about this. Um, when it comes to some particular, maybe foreigners, um, really? some neighbors, really, which I will not mention the nationality. <laughs> okay. I don't want to end up in hot water. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. but okay, let's just. I'll just end there. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> Well that's that's your freedom mate. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to if you don't want to I just want to be it. careful.
0: Uh, ah yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's Mike,
1: all right. Yeah. We've been talking too seriously about this topic. Why don't we talk something personal? So now I'm going. On that note, I just want to ask you how would you well it's still in line with our topic, you know, how people change through time. Um before that, I just want to ask you how would you
0: describe your childhood? Childhood. Ah uh... It's, it was free. Mm. It was do what you want, right? It was literally do what you want, how you wanted. Were I'm you sorry. naughty? I wouldn't say I was any more naughty than any other kids, mm. you, know? I mean, you know? That's, you know, besides the point. But we were given a lot of freedom to do, do what we wanted. And, and you and how, how how to express our view of the world? Did you,
1: know? you um, end yeah. up doing I don't know? Did you get into trouble like serious ones? Nah,
0: nothing serious. Nah, nah. wasn't Wasn't that kind of yeah? No, wasn't wasn't that kind of kid, right? So, so would you say then you had a happy childhood? Yeah, I mean nothing that would let end up you know that would make me end up in you know juvenile detention centers. Okay, well, right? That's juvenile true. detention centers are basically cho- ju- uh, prison for children. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the. Uh, it's just you know. Right? You know just want to make it. There are great. there are kids that are like that, yeah. Beautiful. And I've seen and I've I've hung around kids that are like that that mm-hmm. end up in juvie, what we right. call juvenile detention centers. They're different kids. Mm-hmm. They they are they usually come from really chaotic backgrounds. Right. It usually starts at the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's wrong with the dad. Something's wrong with the mom. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them is absent. Both of them are absent. Mm-hmm. Right. One of them's abusive. Right. It usually has that background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um kids who end up in that kind of side of things, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they come from a certain background, right. tend to, tend mm-hmm. to, yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, we've all done things from we were little kids, you know, like mm-hmm. stole things, you know, broke into, you know, cars, mm-hmm. steal things, you know. We've <laughs> all done that. Who hasn't done that, right? And in Australia, of course, you know, every kid, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much has access to drugs from oh, a very young, young age. Yeah, so as soon as you enter high school, mm-hmm. um, year seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, uh, pretty much you get access to that That's that's insane Thank well, God I've see, never done thing, that Philippines has a very diehard um, You know Attitude towards drugs mm-hmm. Now especially Under yeah. the third But in Australia There are hard drugs And there are soft drugs mm-hmm. And there are kitty drugs mm-hmm. Right And I like the term Yeah kiddie. the kitty drugs, drugs. <laughs> Right It's like In fact <laughs> I wonder um, what well, Kind well, of drug Well like that marijuana is. Or pot These things are called kitty grass Yeah for a reason Right? Kitty grass Kids Kids smoking okay. Right So It's, it's a, it's a grass for kids Right So You know These things Are around our lives mm-hmm. Right But we all grow out of this Most right. of us You know By the time you hit 17, 18, 19 You grow out of it You know what I mean Most mm-hmm. of us Some don't Yeah but And have you <laughs> of <laughs> I'm sorry Of course <laughs> It's all It's part of It's part of growing up In a country mm-hmm. like that Yeah Right But of course uh, What had happened mm-hmm. Is that for a um, you know a few couple of decades ago, there was some no I wouldn't say a couple of decades, maybe about fifteen years ago there was an infiltration mm-hmm. of a certain type of hard drug that was imported to the Philippines, ah, oh, right. Okay. at this time right <laughs> so we don't want to go back into that topic <laughs> right. but uh, and that became a social problem, mm. yeah a massive social problem and but they've cracked down on that mm-hmm. and that's being managed well mm-hmm. and so I guess the the one of um, you know so these forces do kind of this sort of liberal progressive culture Mm -hmm. has a tremendous effect in the way we grow up Mm -hmm. and the way we express ourselves later on in life right Right. so um, yeah so we sort of kind of grow up with the attitude Mm -hmm. of just kind of being free mm-hmm. to do whatever. But uh, we also understand, have to understand, have to understand, but not all nations are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that was my childhood. Yeah. Free, yeah. free, nice and easy and relaxed. Yeah. What about yours? In the I, Philippines?
1: I would say, um, all in all, my mm-hmm. childhood was a happy one because I grew mm-hmm. up in the village. I had my farm mm-hmm. animals, chickens, mm-hmm. I helped raise them with the help of my grandmother, of course. Mm -hmm. I got to play uh, in the river um, with my friends, uh, with other, you know, kids. Mm -hmm. And um, well, uh, even though we were not financially capable, Mm -hmm. but I would say that it was a happy childhood because um, um, I I was able to do everything that a child, you know, is supposed to do at that time. But um, of course, we, we do change when uh, when we move to Manila. So when we move to the city, mm-hmm. I just realized that kids in the city are far different from the ones in the village. They're a little more, I would say, like risk takers. And um, some of them were, I would say, rather rude and more emboldened to say what's on their mind. And like, you know, in the village, at least in the Philippines, I would say we're more scared of the elderly. We really Mm -hmm. follow them, we listen to them. But Mm -hmm. in the city, the kids tend to be wilder, crazier, more rebellious. That's how how I would put it. Um, But well, in my case, um, I still had the village boy in me. So Mm -hmm. I tried to keep, you know, that way. However, of course, when you're surrounded by such people, you eventually become like them in some way. But, but not totally for me because I'm still, well, at, at that point in my life, I, I was still religious because I was born into this Catholic family. Um, so I always prayed every single day. Every Sunday we went to the church. Um, but it only lasted <laughs> eventually when I went to university. I started, you know, mm-hmm. not believing in re- any kind of religion. It's not mm-hmm. just about Catholicism, which is the predominant religion in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But I have... Well, I would say I became more what um, realistic, mm-hmm. and um, although I still believe in God, but I don't believe in, you know, in the preachings of priests or as they call it in um, Islam. Um, uh, how do you call that, Imam? No, mm-hmm. I don't listen to those spiritual leaders or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and in terms of changes, um, changes in. In, in life I can say that I have grown a lot as a person because of the
0: experiences that I've had over the years okay so I mean obviously you know going from a village kid to a mm-hmm. city kid I mean when was this happen how old were you when this happened I was um, 12 13 12 13, 12, 13. Must 12, 13. Have been psychologically pretty pretty uh, big change right yeah I mean so did you try at first very hard to adjust and then and, and be part of the, the city kid crowd? At first, it was a bit of a culture shock for me because um, I thought, oh,
1: um, they they use certain words. It's like, Uh you're not supposed to say that. (laughs) But then again, you know, because you're surrounded by such kids and then you eventually kind of, you know, adapt it into your system and you become one of them,
0: I guess. Right. Well, in Australia, the, (laughs) the, the small town kids are wilder than the city kids. Oh. They drink harder, they drive earlier they, then the shoot, city they shoot they shoot guns, they kill livestock. Wow. You don't mess with farm kids yeah they, they will kill you if you if you do that right So because you have to understand these kids dri- start driving tractors when mm-hmm. they're like 19 years old right right They learn how to ride motorbikes since they're like five or six years old mm-hmm. yeah? So and they can shoot a rabbit mm-hmm. yeah at night and I've seen one kid do this right? At night, using nothing but a spotlight, mm-hmm. three rabbits with three bullets, a hundred meters away. Bring it back, skin it a al- lot, skin it, put it on the fire. I mean, these. You think, oh, these are country kids. Ah, no, you don't do that. They're used to killing. <laughs> they're used to drinking. They're used to fighting. Right. They're used to, you know what I'm saying? Is there a way of life? Yeah. But then I heard that um, Russia has some equivalent of this too, right? <laughs> there, there's, there's some, ta- like, I said to my students here, oh, you know, the university is very safe. It's, it's lovely, you know. People are very mm-hmm. well behaved. People don't scream at nighttime because they're drunk. Mm-hmm. They say, wait till you go to some, like, the village types, right? Then mm-hmm. you, got, you got the guys who don't have jobs, and they drink, and they fight, and, mm-hmm. and they'll, you know, so, actually, you get the wilder guys, right? You actually get the wilder guys in Australia in the, in, in the farming towns because mm-hmm. they got nothing else to but drink and be in conflict sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And they're good at that. Right? It's
1: interesting we have, you know, a bit of a, like,
0: reverse yeah. um, situation here because... Yeah, the city people are actually better behaved, generally, <laughs> and they are more educated, mm-hmm. um, whereas the country people are willing to just kind of... Say what they want to your face, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And, and then just get it done over with. Ours is,
1: yeah. you know, the people in the village, they're more yeah. traditional. Right. I would say, um, how do you call that? Like a small town mentality. Yeah. So they're very, yeah, traditional. You- they, they follow the customs and like in the city where yeah. they're more liberated or liberal in terms of their views.
0: You got you got three types of towns in, in Australia. You got the, mm-hmm. the farm towns, mm-hmm. then you got the beach towns, right. and then you got the cities, right? So the beach town is where the kids surf and they skate and they they play all day and they smoke drugs and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So they come in, they're, they're the biggest druggies, right. right? In the town, right? When they, and they all come to the cities so mm-hmm. they eventually, right? Most of them. And the farm kids are the toughies, mm-hmm. right? And they, they you know, really, really strong kids, right? The city ones are, are slightly the yeah the more cosmopolitan, they're the more understanding, they're the more, yeah? These sort of kids sort of live in the cities. so. It's a very, very different background, but I guess as a culture, Australia is changing the mm-hmm. people are changing because of the connection to the internet social media Right. the beach kids feel like city kids now mm-hmm. and the farm kids are starting to become more like city kids too because they have access to the internet mm-hmm. right so you see the technology changes people yeah. in that right so in that sense I guess people are changing in that sense yeah. alright all right. I think that's about all the time we have for today but that was a uh, Hell of a topic
1: I hope everybody enjoyed
0: it Yeah I mean How people change through time What a topic It's something that I think Our audiences should think about too They should Yeah They should Well This has been The Big Apple School Podcast I hope you enjoyed the show And this is Mike Signing off Ken Signing off Yes